welcome to the first episode of Big Dating Energy. That song is a bop. It's a smash. Uh, a smash bash hit. I guarantee it's going to climb up the charts. Uh, my very good friend, Victoria Asher, uh, Vicky T on the gram is where you can find her. She's a musician and she is beautiful and has a beautiful voice. And I asked her to make a uh, little uh, theme song for Big Dating Energy and she knocked it out of the fucking park. Uh, she knows she's been following therapy, Jeff, for a long time. So she knows that my whole thing is like 90s alt, right? And so I was just like, you know, Weezer. Sort of like Weezer Blue Album Pinkerton Weezer era is what I'm is what I'm wanting, and she's like, I gotcha, and it came out perfectly, and it sounds like uh, the the rentals to me. You know, do you know do you know the rentals? You probably don't. Um, not because like you don't, because I'm so fucking cool and hip, but because I'm so old and stuck in the '90s. But I love that song, and I love that you are going to hear it every single time you listen to Big Dating Energy. Today, I am premiering Big Dating Energy with uh, maybe my my favorite comedian, at least a top three comedian currently. Her name is Catherine Cohen. Cat as we all like to affectionately call her, uh, has a Netflix special that's called um, The Twist. She's gorgeous. Uh, we love Kat. We stand Kat. Catherine is, Catherine is like, if I ever tried to be a, a comedian, I would just copy her style. Like, and, and that's why I never will be, because she is me manifest into what I wish I could be as a comedian. So there's no need. She's already done it. I don't need to do it. You know, she's she also she uh, is really good at giving relationship advice. And she happened. I saw that. I think, yeah, she was a follower of Therapy Jeff at some point, And I kind of lost my shit. And I was like, I love you. I think you're amazing. I want to be on your podcast. She doesn't podcast as much as she should podcast. Uh, eventually, I got her to come on to my podcast, which you're going to hear today. And me and Kat, we tackle some very important relationship questions that were sent in by therapy jeff followers i'm sure you could all relate and here's just you know a sprinkling of some of the questions me and kat are going to give answers to today somebody calls in and says that they're being sent nudes from their babe which is great we love to see it but they notice that if you hit info on the on the picture you can see that these these uh, sexy photos are from a long time ago. They're like not taken in the moment for them. And so they're like, what do I make of this? And we have strong opinions about it. Uh, we also talk about how to just like compete with all the hot babes in the world. What can you do to boost yourself up? We talk about how many people like, should you ask your person? Should you ask your partner or your date? How many people they've slept with? Kat Cohen has a controversial opinion. She doesn't think that she has a controversial opinion, but I say that she does. <laughs> so, um, anyways, those are a few questions. There'll be so many more questions. I'm so happy that you're here listening to this podcast. I, uh, as you know, maybe, maybe you don't know, uh, I'm writing a book. I wrote a book. I wrote one of the best books. People who have written the book, me, are saying that this is one of the best books ever written, and I would have to agree. It's called Big Dating Energy. It's not out yet. It's for pre-sale. It comes out July 9th. I wrote an amazing book with a co-writer uh, who actually, I'm going to try to get her to come on my podcast 
one of these one of these days. Actually, she's not a co-writer. She's my co-author. Her name is Kate, and we were married for a long time, eight years, which I think is the longest you can be married. I think that's how... I'm pretty sure that's the longest you can be married. So we were married the longest you can be, and then we ended that relationship. And now we're good friends, and we still work on stuff together, including this book called Big Dating Energy. So just me sort of organically plugging what people are saying is the greatest book, the most healing book there ever was, called Big Dating Energy. Um, Nobody's actually read it except for me and Kate, but I've read it like five to six times. Oh my God. It's so readable and so funny. Will it solve all your relationship problems? Yes. Should you read it for that? Maybe. But should you really read it because it's like the funniest self-help relationship dating advice book there is on the market? Yes. That is why you should read it. So go to therapyjeff.com to pre-order your, okay, I'm going to stop. Just go to therapyjeff.com, get the book. But if you don't want to do that, you should at least listen to this podcast and this episode, which is my favorite. That's why it's coming out first. Uh, I would also love it if you gave me a review about how handsome I am, how much you love to listen to my voice, which is admittedly a little nasally, but I do get a lot of compliments on it and also not compliments on it. So I only want to see compliments, only want to see five-star reviews. Give me reviews. It's super helpful. You don't have to buy my book, but you can at least give me a review, right? This intro has gone on way too long, so I'm going to stop now. If you want to learn more about Catherine Cohen, you should go to catherine-cohen.com. You can look her up right now. She's on tour. I'm going to see her tomorrow. That's a true story. And I can't wait. Okay, here's my talk with my best bud, Kat. Okay, hello, Kat Cohen. How are you doing? (laughs) Hello, Therapy Jeff. I'm starstruck. I'm shook to my core. I'm so happy to be here with you online. Uh, I'm happy to be here, too. I'm pretty starstruck as well. I love your Netflix special. It was Thank you for saying that. Yes, highly recommend. Thank you. Listeners, Mm -hmm. don't be shy. Don't be afraid to go click it. Yeah, click it. Do you click know it how it. many people clicked on it? Does Netflix actually give you? No. You they would no never idea. tell you a single thing. The lack of, <laughs> like, I can't stress enough how little I've connected with whoever works there. It's literally like <laughs> they grant you this opportunity, then you never hear from them. They're like, God bless. Um, so slay, as the kids would say. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I've heard there was like... Uh, there was some podcast I was listening to, a uh, search engine, I think it's called, where they were talking to someone from Stranger Things, one of those mm. star kids, and one of those kids was just like, hey, we have no idea how many people have watched Stranger Things, and we yeah. are Netflix, basically. Like and, They run Netflix, yeah. those kids. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they go there every day. I wouldn't be surprised if I, if I, in LA, went to the Netflix office and it was those kids in suit and tie being like, what can we help you with? You know what I mean? Like, they are making that company happen. Mm -hmm. They're doing all the uploads. They're making all the recommendations. Yeah, Yeah, but everything in this biz is a full mystery and that's what makes it so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I love that reframe. Well, uh, I have it here today because there's... um, there are some relationship questions that I got sent, and I saved some that I think would be, like, really great for you and me to talk through and to get your opinion. And you also – you write a little advice column every now and then, don't you? I do an advice column for W Magazine, and mm-hmm. I sort of use it as an opportunity to kind of 
talk about myself and barely give advice and make people laugh, hopefully. So I'm excited to do this with you and hopefully actually learn some things and people will receive real advice. But if you want fake advice, check out my column. <laughs> it comes from the heart, but it's a bit, you know, it's lighthearted, as they say. It's lighthearted, but I think that it's actually really good advice. Oh, thank you. Uh, so I recommend Well, usually, that. thanks. Usually when I do it, I'll ask a friend or two, like, just on the advice part, I'm like, is this a, is this actually good advice? And then I'll try and make it a funny spin on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, I appreciate feel free that. To put all the funny spins on this <laughs> as much as you'd like. I grew up like one of the reasons I became a therapist is because I started listening to that show Loveline. Do you remember Loveline? Did you ever? Do you know what Loveline is? No? I, I sort of I know what it is in theory, but I have not listened. <laughs> do you know who Doctor Drew is? He's like not yeah. the greatest thing ever anymore. Yeah, like but, in theory. Yeah, and he remember you know Adam Carolla, who also is like taking a real turn, right? Um, yeah, uh, Adam Carolla and Doctor Drew used to do Love Line, which was like a two-hour call-in relationship advice show on K Rock, which was the radio station I grew up on in LA, and it would come on at 10 p.m. and I would sneak a little like radio into oh. my my bed and listen to it as long as I could before falling asleep. I learned so much. That uh, sounds so lovely. Yeah. That's so cozy. It was very cozy. Yeah. I learned about sex and masturbation. I learned what queefs were from listening. And I was in fourth grade. So you know, (laughs) a huge year for queefs. Uh You were ahead of the curve. I was, I was so excited to go to school and tell all my friends about what a queef was. It's so funny because I feel like queefs are so vintage, but they still happen daily to women around the world are still queefing. <laughs> but doesn't it sound like the, a fake old thing from middle school? It does sound like a fake old thing from middle school. I can't wait to queef one day again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to jump into the questions here. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the first question I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you and the rest of the listeners. Okay. So it goes... The guy I've been seeing since July sends me nudes from an apparent nude album he's stockpiled. Oh. Meaning, yeah, meaning I can see that they're from months or sometimes years prior to when I met him. At first, it seemed like innocent enough and a one-off, but now I've received several, and I don't know how to address <laughs> it because it makes me <laughs> cringe and does the opposite of turning me on. I want to be honest about what makes me excited, but the thought of scandalous photos being sent to previous women makes me feel super icky. He's honestly a great guy and would be totally embarrassed if he knew I could see the pic data. But now that I know, I don't know how to stop. Help. Oh, Uh, it's so cringe. (laughs) Well, my first first reaction is like, that's horrible. I feel bad for you. But also... My, my concern isn't that it's been sent to other women. It's that, like, they're not even in the moment. Like, there is some sort of connection that happens of being like, this is me right now. Like, an old photo, it just takes away that sex appeal and that, like, you know, elusive, attractive quality. What do you think? It does. I agree. This And this has happened to me in sort oh. of a, a recent relationship where mm-hmm. I first started dating somebody and they were sending me pictures and I was like, huh, like something, it looks like this didn't happen today. And I look at the, you just have to like hit the little (laughs) info button on the picture and you can see (laughs) when it was taken, what time and where it was taken. Uh, Oh my God. That's so scary. 
I know. This looks Did like this didn't this? happen today. It's so funny. I, I didn't <laughs> know that. And actually, what happens to me often is I'll send a photo and I don't know that it's live and I'll have said something like, hopefully not embarrassing, but you know, you still don't want to be captured in that moment. No, of course not. Oh God. I mean, you have to say something. Do you have to say something? I guess you this... have to say something. The, the rule that I have typically is like, okay. if something is bothering you in relationship, and then it makes you like see them differently or behave differently towards them or things feel weird for you and they might actually be able to pick up pick up on that then like you should tell them you should give them context to why you're acting fucking weird and it seems like she's acting she's feeling at least kind oh. of weird about this yeah totally. but what would you say like how do you even address this with the boyfriend <laughs> it's so so awkward because it makes you seem it's not it's not a creepy thing. Like I, I feel like so many people would find out, but it sounds crazy to be like, hey, I noticed the time, date, and location of where you took this. <laughs> but you're both gonna be equally embarrassed. I guess my other question is like, is this a person you're just sleeping with and it's fun? In which case maybe it's not worth saying anything, or is this someone you wanna like do a long term thing with, in which case I think you have to say something. It looks like it's someone they want they want to do a long term thing with because oh, she's saying that like there's so many other good qualities about this oh, guy. God. Um, How do we phrase this? I'd be like First of all, I would do it in person because it's – you don't – it's just easier. But like, but can I bring up something so – this is what I would say. I'd be like, can I bring up something so embarrassing? And then they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, I feel so crazy, but I noticed like these are old pictures and I just like – it's not that I'm jealous, but I want to feel like it's just for me and – um, you know, I just love getting the pictures and I don't want it to like – I don't want to be in my head about it. Yeah. I think that's perfect. I love that. Thank you. I'm <laughs> the- like <laughs> – I'm just dying about this. <laughs> I when I received like old pictures from one of my past relationships, the first thing I thought was like, who else got to see these? Not like mm. I don't own them. They're not mm-hmm. mine. But there's this sort of like fantasy that you're just taking the picture for me and this is our like special thing that we're sharing. And now maybe like I'm gonna send something back as well and we're doing this like very much in the moment. Uh but I but I get it because maybe you have some like really hot pictures mm-hmm. that like hit the right angle, the the lighting, and you feel really confident in them. So, of course, but maybe there needs to be like consent. Like, do you want me to send you a picture of me that I think is really hot that I took a while ago? Like, if you're sort of like yeah. oh, that might kill the moment, though. <laughs> it's really an uncomfortable sort of modern issue we're we're tackling today. <laughs> it really is. I just think I would just say in general, like, don't reuse nudes, even if you unless just don't reuse nudes, like find a new angle, find a new light. Like you're you're doing yourself a disservice by not taking it in the moment either, because then it's not this sort of it's funny because actually I come up against this a lot. I'll be curious what you think. My boyfriend, I travel a lot. So my boyfriend will often text me like something horny in the middle of the day, but I'm like in another country, like grocery shopping. And I like don't feel connected at all. And sometimes in those moments, I'm just like, ooh, yeah, me too. But it's like, no, it's not. So I'm like, do I wait to respond? Do I respond in that moment? That's another dilemma. It's, that's a real dilemma. <laughs> um, I think when somebody sends you a sexy thing, whether it's like a sexy, this is what I want to do to your body or here is my body, mm-hmm. that's like a really – that's a real act of vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're putting yourself out there, taking a risk. And if you see it, even if you're in the grocery and you're able to respond to it, mm-hmm. I think we should. I think we should respond, yeah. but then also give them context. Like, I'm going to be thinking about this as I – 
pick out my food, love. whatever, so that they <laughs> know where you are, right? I love that. Yes, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess we're both agreeing, like, go ahead, say something, acknowledge that it's going to be cringe and awkward when you bring it up. Um, don't do it in a shaming way of like, this isn't okay. And this is who you're, this is what you're sending to like all the other babes. No. Um, yeah. Especially because they might be reusing them because they, those are the only ones in which they feel confident, which I totally get. Right. So I think as you're doing this, as you're talking to them, make it clear that you're like, these pictures are so fucking hot. I'm so attracted to you as you're saying it. So it's like, they're not going to, you don't want them to shy away from sending you those kinds of photos, you know? Right. You want to encourage that behavior. Yeah. Be like, I, sure. Because I want so many more and I'm a hungry, horny little girl, make sure <laughs> to do it in real time, bitch. <laughs> There's a – have you ever – do you know about the Hump Festival, the Hump Film Festival? No, please tell me. <laughs> uh, Dan Savage. Do we know who Dan oh, Savage course, is? of course. Of course. So Dan Savage, he's like, you know, local celebrity for the Pacific Northwest, lives up in Seattle and – long, I don't know, 15 years ago or something, he started the Hump Film Festival where it was a, it's an amateur porn festival where you can send in your porns under five minutes long and he and a team of other people uh, put together the best porns and then they show them all, like 20 of them back to back in a theater and you can like That's amazing. go to the theater and so if you ever like wanted to be in a porn and, 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 and Dan Savage was like, we're keeping all these tapes safe and mm. we're going to burn them all. This was back when you actually like sent physical media oh, and you wow. weren't just sort of like emailing. Um, and then there was, there was also this sort of like ritualistic kind of thing where they would actually burn it and everybody would like, and that would be that. And you got your like, you got your little porn fame in the like very oh. like safe context. Nobody was allowed to record I it. Nobody that. would ever see it again. But... Dan Savage was really concerned about, like, you cannot send us old porns. You have to send <laughs> us porn, like, that you're making specifically for Hump Film Festival. So he was like, there needs to be these five things mm -hmm. in each of – so there needs to be, like, whatever, a donut – uh, a lawn chair, um, oh my a God. blue baseball cap. And so he would like come up with these props that had to be integrated That's into amazing. it. And so maybe she can do that. Like... <laughs> right, play that game. Ooh, I want to see you and a pair of blue headphones. You know, <laughs> exactly. who knows? Right. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Hump Film. The, so the do Hump still Film do it? Festival, they still do it. It's a little different now because, you know, like it's – you can now watch it online if you wanted to. Sure. They still have like the same ethics. Like it's not okay to record this. Um, mm -hmm. But it feels not as safe as before. I know. Um, I used to go many, many times. Like every year I'd go to the Hum Film Festival and it was Love. really fun. And I always thought about submitting uh, a porn. I was like – There's still like, time. There's still time. Here's the problem though. Mm-hmm. Is that that's still something I want to do. However, now that I'm like therapy Jeff, right. all of a sudden it doesn't feel very like confidential. I know. Um, you're too front facing. I am. To be, to be mm -hmm. a secret porn star. Exactly. You'd have, to, you'd have to make it a whole thing. You'd have to have, like, have an OnlyFans. You'd have to really build right, it right. into your brand. You yes. know what I mean? It's exhausting. Yeah. Being, it is. Yeah. Ugh, God, the work I have to put in. <laughs> but the... Um, 
the, the I, I stopped going to the Hump Film Festival maybe like four years ago, uh, just because like they were showing one like one of the porns that they showed was so anxiety provoking for me, oh. and I was like, I don't want to ever. There was lots of blood, and oh, I was just no. like, I can't, I can't. I, like I feel like I'm gonna pass out. You know, to each their own, but that's not for me. Yeah, that's not for me either. <laughs> but God bless. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Okay. Next cue. Um, how do you compete with all these babes in the world? I often feel like I need to dress more stylish, more provocative, be better at doing my makeup, etc. Like I'm such a simple girl. So those things are not natural to me. And so I don't feel like I can compete. And that makes me feel like crap about myself. But also that my boyfriend would prefer a girl... That was into that shit. And then it all spirals. My lack of self-esteem causes me to spiral. And thinking my boyfriend is looking at other women because I'm not stylish slash hot enough. And then that spirals into my insecurities. And I develop jealousy and irritation. I think I'm nuts. (laughs) My first thing is you're not nuts. That's the most normal thing I've ever heard in my life. The second thing I'd say is this sounds like the start of a beautiful rom-com in which you learn to love you for you because not every guy wants a girl who's into that stuff. I mean, this is like the simplest answer in the world. It's like the classic cheesy, cheesy, you are enough and you want someone who loves you for you, obviously. But I get that those pressures are so exhausting. Every day I'm like, should I put a needle in my face or what? Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh my god. And I'm extremely glamorous, but you're gorgeous. Thank you. But still, I'm like, there's, and then you're scrolling on TikTok, and you're like, oh my god, I'm not taping my face at night. I'm not putting castor oil on my tits. It's like I'm exhausted. (laughs) Every woman feels this this pull and this spiral, and we have to like step out of it every now and then. We do. Yes, I agree. What do you think? uh, I think you're right, and I think. It would be okay if you asked your boyfriend, if you let your boyfriend know about the emotional experience or the mental experience that you're going through and how incredibly difficult it is for you to, like, you're comparing yourself to people because, like, the world is set up to make you feel bad about yourself so you can, like, what, buy all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all consumerism or capitalism. And so if you, like, expressed how you felt and what you were going through. I imagine hope that your boyfriend would be really understanding and validating, maybe ask even more questions about it and then like tell you how attracted he is to you and that that's not like important to him. And that you might be sort of, you know, you say spiral three times in this question. Uh, I couldn't help but notice. (laughs) We couldn't help but notice you said spiral three times, honey. Yeah. Yeah. It's really coming through that you're spiraling. Um, And maybe he can help you not spiral. Um, but the, the, the problem with that, I feel like is that a lot of people, if I give that sort of like feedback or advice, they're just like, that's so fucking unattractive, like Mm. to let somebody know that you're struggling with these insecurities. And if you're already thinking that like you're with a boyfriend who wants some like hot, cool, confident chick, then if you like tell them about your insecurities, then all of a sudden you're even less attractive than before. Um, when, and in that case, I would hope that like. Uh, when you share your insecurities and vulnerabilities with your partner, then your partner will re- will react in a way where they feel like incredibly close to you. Um, and this, I'm like, I'm such a fucking therapist and it might be a turnoff to some of my partners, but whenever they express anything like this, I usually say, 
I feel so close to you right now, mm-hmm. which is a very like therapisty thing to say maybe, but it's coming from like a true place that like, this is the closest I feel. I feel so connected to you. Uh, so that's my advice for him and for you. Maybe go ahead and speak up. Yeah. And I do think even the most thoughtful, open-minded straight man, if, if that's who you're with is still, I find shocked at how, just how difficult it is, even for the most confident woman to maintain that kind of confidence in a world that exactly wants us to hate ourselves so that we buy things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he'll be like, oh, I had no idea. You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. would you think that? And you'll feel better. And you also call yourself like a really simple girl. Uh, <laughs> That's why I said rom-com. Cause I'm like, I'm just a simple right. girl. <laughs> Looking for a complicated love on the uh, CW. It, <laughs> if you are simple, maybe whatever that means, maybe he's into that simplicity. Like maybe he enjoys being with you because you're not some fucking rock star dressing up like a ridiculous person, right? Like this is like, these are like possibly very attractive things about you that you don't need to change. Yeah. yeah. Quick, quick personal anecdote. My mom never wears makeup, has never worn makeup. And growing up, my dad was always like, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. Your mom's just so natural. So beautiful. He'd be like, don't, he would, he would look at me and he'd be like, don't ever touch your face. Don't ever do anything to yourself. And it's funny because I've kind of gone on the opposite direction. I love makeup. I love clothes and all that. But I've always appreciated like, oh yeah, like people love natural beauty too. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. And you can, you can, you guys can, can become my parents. You're my parents to me. <laughs> Are you, does your, how does your dad react to you getting all dressed up and using Oh, I think he loves it. He's, he's obsessed with me. So he's like, that's so cool. Like, it's so cool and artistic. It's more that he's like, he never wants me to like get plastic surgery or like dye my hair to Mm. which I'm like, well, if I want to do that, let me do that. Right. But we have, we haven't gotten there yet, but that's the one thing where he's like a little bit. I'm like, you, you, and also it's funny because a lot of guys don't know. They'll say they like natural or whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm actually wearing a full face of makeup. You know what I mean? Like people don't know. Yeah, exactly. The takeaway is people don't know. (laughs) 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 So stupid. (laughs) So you, you said like off mic before that you live in the same like complex apartment complex as I'm a family. I'm a family man. I live in the same apartment complex as both my little brothers. Oh, isn't that cute? That's very cute. And you have like, you, you love your family. Yeah. Isn't that, and I'm still like this. Wow. (laughs) Like we're, we're so close and I insisted on being a comedian still. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Are you close with your family? No. Mm. Yeah. I have an older sibling. I do have a younger half little brother and he's fantastic nice. we love him uh but me and my sister like famously don't get along that's tough uh yeah and my mom and dad every my whole family lives in down in los angeles so i was the one that just sort of like escaped I love uh, that. yeah oh god i love that for me too actually i was um on one of these podcast episodes I was talking to a like psychic medium. Do you love oh. psychic mediums or do you, yeah. how do you feel? A hundred million percent. I need to know who you spoke to and what they said. 
Her name is Emily Dexter. You can okay. go like emilydexterpsychic.com. I think you can look up Emily yeah, on TikTok. Uh, she's, she's amazing. She's like out of this world. And I am obsessed with psychics. I've been talking to psychics for 25 years. Oh. I know a good psychic and a bad psychic. Emily, Emily Dexter. Okay. Emily Dexter. One of the reasons I love Emily mm-hmm. is because she what she typically does is she'll channel your spirit guides. Oh, yeah. And then you can ask her to ask your spirit guides anything you want. Or you can just be like, hey, have the spirit guides tell me just like in plain English what the fuck I need to know right now. Instead <laughs> of like sending me all these goddamn signs that I'm probably missing anyways. Um, anyways, a lot of that episode was about uh, predestiny and soulmates and could I possibly like miss my person Mm. and not meet them even though this was something that we like planned on doing together and she was like don't fucking worry about it you will you will be with your person if you planned on meeting them there's no way you can fuck this up you're going to be fine even if you tried you're not going to miss them and you're going to have these whatever a long-term relationship if that's what you planned on or a short-term really meaningful relationship, whatever. Like we do so much planning before we come to like this physical world. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, well then riddle me this. (laughs) Why the fuck did I choose my mom, dad, and sister who Mm. I can't fucking stand and they can't fucking stand me. We're all just like, we can't stand. I can't, I can't stand them. They can't stand me. Oh. If you can imagine people not standing me, it's these no, I literally, three people. I actually can't imagine. That's what I'm saying. I can't imagine. That's why I'm gasping listeners. I'm gasping. Right? Yeah. And so, and so, uh, Emily is like, I mean, I'm repeating myself if you've already listened to this episode, but it's important. And I've thought about it too, since mm-hmm. like her. So she was like, well, you know, yes, we choose our mom and dad and siblings and there's reason for it. And usually it's like, these are people that you travel in many lives with. So like part of like your soul family or something. Right. Um, however, Jeff, it seems like, you know, sometimes this happens. And what you did is that like your family, like your mom, dad, and so it was more of like an arbitrary choice. It wasn't (laughs) like, these aren't people that you're actually close with and travel through lives together. These were like people that you chose are like, I guess these people, because it'll launch me away from them. And also you'll stir up some shit for them. Mm. Like, uh, that you all need to kind of figure out and fucking work on. But like, these are not people that you're going to see again. And that was (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, Emily's great because she'll just give it to you straight, right? Like, oh, and she if you was, don't think I'm I'm calling her immediately after this, you're crazy. Let I her love know. That. Yeah, she has like a six to nine month waiting list. I'm sure. But if you like drop the therapy draft referral and let her know that we're okay. like besties, maybe she'll get you in. Um, I will. I also I'm also fine like setting up something to look forward to like in a few months. You know what I mean? That but was I'm, the thing. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I, I, I scheduled with her a while ago and I got on a six month waiting list. Nice. Like, I'm not okay. going to use my celebrity. I'm not that celebrity. Uh-huh. That's always easy. You know what I mean? Stars, they're just like us. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to wait. Even though I like contacted her in a crisis, emotional crisis situation. Did you? And then six months passed and that emotional crisis was no longer there. And I'm like, I don't even, I don't even have anything for you anymore. And she was like, well, the spirit guides do. So let's wow. get into it. And it was this sort of like divine timing. That was like the best session I've ever had. I think. That's amazing. Okay. Isn't I'm very, it? I'm very into that. Side note, another, uh, psychic that I love, um, mm-hmm. I can give you her info. Her name is Nicole. 
she specializes. <laughs> all I know is that her name is Nicole Psychic in my phone. And she specializes in talking to people that are in comas. So she'll uh, go, yeah, she'll go to the hospital. She'll go to the hospital and she'll be like, hey, coma, uh, a patient. I have your family here and they and, and, and they want to know if we should like be unplugging it or if you're going to like pull oh through, should God. we hang out? And then she'll, the like coma soul of the coma will be like, I'm actually out of here. So you can, and, or I'm, I'm hanging out. Like I'm going to come back. So let them know to be patient. That is um, so intense and beautiful. That's her specialty. I'm upset. I love all that stuff so much. Oh, yeah, I know. Have you listened to the Other World podcast? No, what's the Other World? It's a podcast I'm really into about. It's like all kinds of supernatural things, but there's a psychic on the podcast named Wendy who's really good. And there's a great mm. episode. Uh, there's like a three episode series with Wendy that I think you'd be into. Hmm. I'll check it out. Consider it. <laughs> hey, I will. I'll no, hey, it. look at me. Look at me. No pressure. No pressure. It's not my <laughs> podcast. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> We're going to move on to the next question. My boyfriend just asked me how many people I've slept with. So does, is this, do you know in your, like how many people your boyfriend has slept with? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. We, we asked each other at one point. And how did, was that a, how did that conversation go? Like you don't have well, to tell I, me I how won. many. I won. <laughs> <laughs> I won. So it went really good for me. Cause I'm okay. a, the, I'm the fucking man and I love to get it in. Um, no, it was more, uh, how did it go? Did you ask or did he ask? I don't remember. It would, we'd, we've been sleeping together for a while. So it was kind of like, was he like it was very... inside of you when he asked you? <laughs> not, not exactly. It was okay. inside my heart. He was inside my heart when he asked me. Okay. Um, it was very lighthearted. The whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. This question, to be honest, kind of boiled my blood. Did it boil? Okay, okay I'm going to continue. My yeah. boyfriend just asked me how many people I've slept with, and I told him the truth. And he felt really bad about it, and I don't know what to say since it's something that I cannot control. How can I validate his feelings and at the same time not invalidate mine? Ugh. Why is this boiling your blood? Tell me more about it. Because this guy's being annoying. It's like, yeah, being, deal yeah. with it. Like, it has, has nothing to do with you. People should sleep with however many people they want. Yes. In but my humble it, opinion. There's a lot of like, uh, what is it, like masculine fragility going on here, right? I know. And I actually think that when I did tell my boyfriend, I think there was a little bit of him. He felt not like he was judging me, but that he, I could tell that he was kind of like, not embarrassed, but like, I think he wished that we were in the same place. And I was just like, whatever. But I made it very clear to him that I was like, but you're the best sex I've ever had. So how amazing is that? Right. And I think that kind of cheered things up. But okay. I understand it. Men are so tricky, tricky, tricky. We are tricky, tricky. And we're all, we're like, we're, we get these sort of messages from the world or society mm -hmm. or friends that like, to be a man means that like, you know, you have to hit these certain whatevers. And one of them is that like, I, you know, that the man should like be sleeping with more people than like the woman that he's in relationship with, which is like old. What is that? That's right. like, that's pre millennium. Like, it's, that's like, like, it's like 90s humor. It is. It is. It's like 90s humor. Exactly. So, uh, but it's not even like these evolved men 
I am. Uh, I know. I'm the most evolved. Like I have the. I am the role model. You're the for, king of the evolved men. I'm, I'm the king. Of, yeah. Uh, even as evolved as I am, there's still this sort of like '90s humor, pathetic <laughs> guy inside of me that like. I'm that's going to hit. It's going to do something. There's going to be I'm going to feel jealous or I'm going to mm-hmm. feel uh insecure or I'm going to like that's in there. So I don't want to like shame any man. Totally. Well, I do want to shame all the men in certain ways, but like <laughs> not for this those. it's <laughs> not for that. There's a certain you're going to have a certain internal reaction, and it's important to be like, oh, this is like that toxic masculinity that has mm. been programmed into my DNA, and I'm very aware of it, and I see what's going on, and I, like, I personally am going to deal with it instead of putting it on my fucking girlfriend uh, to solve this thing that she can't solve for me. Like she's pointing out, like, there's nothing I can do about the fucking past. Totally. Um, so there's that. Yeah. I also want to make it clear, like, you know, I'm, obviously I was joking earlier. And when I looked at my <laughs> list, I kind of communicated to him. I was like, just so you know, like, the reason this number seems quote unquote high is because for a while I was completely using sex to validate myself in a way that was totally unhealthy and actually made my life way worse. So when I look at this list, it doesn't like me, it might not mean the same thing it does to you. You know what I mean? Mm. It means something different to everyone, depending on what their experience around, you know, one night stands or whatever has been. Yeah, that's a good point. And so maybe even like, if you want getting into a conversation with your boyfriend and being like, "What does this mean to you? Tell me more about what the, what are you what are you projecting onto me? Mm, what do you think this mm-hmm. means for me?" I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I want you to also just sort of like challenge him to fucking to to like evolve and mm. use this as like a learning experience and understand how. I don't know, unattractive it is the way that he's responding. <laughs> uh, but, but like, but also at the same time, like I'm, like we're saying that there is like internally there's, it's, it's, it makes sense if there's some sort of response here. I just don't like that. It's like all on you now to I validate know. his feelings while not invalidating yours. And I hope that you don't feel bad or judged or shamed for the amount of people that you've slept with. Yeah, this is kind of a good thing for him to, like, take to a friend and maybe, like, vent to a friend Uh and then come back, you know, to you and just be like, you know, I love you and all that matters to me is the sex you and I are having together, obviously. Right. Yeah. And let's let's do it so much that we knock out – we do numbers on everyone else. (laughs) You know what I mean? That would be cool. There – I feel like this is – there was a point – I don't know exactly what point it happened, but, like – this question is rarely asked anymore when you're in a mm. relationship, like the the number of people that you sleep with. Have you experienced, have you like talked about this in every one of your relationships or is it? Yeah, I kind of, I, it, it sounds so vintage, but I actually can't imagine like not asking it. It's just, I'm just oh, so curious. It's just so fascinating. I'm like, but also for me, it's, I talk about like my sex life and my work so much that I think mm. I have to be so honest about all those things up front. Like, I wouldn't want my boyfriend to hear me like doing a joke on stage. And he's like, wait, what was that? When was that? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I I struggle with that, but I could see a relationship in which you decide, okay, we're both not going to talk about our exes at all. And like, maybe that could work for some people. But for me, it's important to kind of unpack those things. Yeah. There's a ton to unpack. It's, it it makes, it's important to find somebody who's on the same page as you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but the, 
it, there's sort of like you know how people are sort of like calling like the they ask like what your body count is. Have you heard? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy and cringe. It just, and... Oh, it's just like people need to be more romantic, and being romantic doesn't mean being like prim and proper. It's just like you need to be. There needs to be more romance in everyday life. And body count takes away all romance from having sex with someone. That's disgusting. It does. Yeah. It sounds violent. It does. I mean, it, it's literally. It lit- it's literally, literally. vi. Yeah. It's literally vi. Okay. Like, grow up. Uh, <laughs> people need help. Did we answer? Did we give her any help? <laughs> she says, how can I validate his feelings? No. 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 And why would we? And why would we? Uh, how can I validate his feelings and at the same time not invalidate mine? I think we did. I think we were like, validate yeah. that he's having a toxically masculine reaction mm-hmm. and that it's, uh, and I can see where you're coming from. And also, I don't want to be judged and this doesn't feel okay. And this has given me the ick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk about it with your buddies mm-hmm. and then come back to me all grown. There you go. Yeah. Go bro out about your insecurities <laughs> right. and then come back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Love. Cured. Cure- um, <laughs> Another one cured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we have about 20 minutes left. Okay, fab. And I'm going to start asking some questions that are more of like speed round sort of okay. questions. Okay. Uh, and we're going to see if we can give like short succinct keep it tight yeah keep it tight not too tight Mm -hmm. but we're gonna get to the point okay number one are you allowed to have a say in how your partner dresses and does their hair (laughs) no (laughs) i wish the answer was yes (laughs) what do you think i don't think you can tell them how to dress and do their hair but oh it's sort of like you might if it's really important to you and it's something that's getting in the way of fucking them or being attracted or feeling connected then i would say go ahead and start like reinforcing all the positive things that they do or can like can we just have like can i give you a little makeover and do your hair how i want to do it like make it like a fun little a cute Mm -hmm. little game and then they'll see that their hair looks really stylish in the way that you've combed it so you gotta you gotta be like really gentle about it i think uh so are you allowed to have a say you're allowed to have feelings about it and try to express Mm -hmm. it in like a positive way but it's not up to you how they style their hair and dress. I don't, does that feel okay? Yeah. I mean, I'm always buying my boyfriend things and they, he's, a, you know, I'm like, he, he takes the hint, you know, especially because a lot of guys, a lot of guys aren't necessarily taught to be interested in their style. So when you open up that mm-hmm. world for them, it's actually something that's fun for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if he told me anything, he's dead. <laughs> so that's my answer. <laughs> Got it. Uh, next one. Is there any truth to an ex showing up in your dreams as a sign of them still thinking about you? <laughs> Honey, I wish. <laughs> there, this is this is a thing that I've heard many times, and I don't know if this is sort of like people are trying to cope or create some sort of fantasy or romanticism, or I, I'm not quite sure. Um, but there's also like. You might, I've, I've like, to my more, like, spiritual woo therapist friends, 
this is something that they've like said to me before. Like, how oh, you mm. keep on dreaming about your ex is probably because she's thinking about you as well. And you're meeting in this like dream world. Have you not, this is, have you, you haven't thought about, or you haven't heard this? Well, I'm just kind of shook, shook because there is an ex that I, it's been so long since I've been with them and they still pop up every now and then. They can't stop thinking about you. Obviously. That makes sense though. In this case. Does it? Okay. So it's true <laughs> when it makes sense. I think is our it's answer. true if you want it to be. <laughs> That's my answer. Yeah. Next question. Uh, my partner is amazing in every way except in bed. Oh. Am I settling? And what should I consider here? Have you had this experience? Oh, you're just, oh, you're just like, get the fuck out. Oh, he's done. He's done. You're That's done. called a friend. Yeah. That's called a friend. <laughs> That's called but a what friend. If you, but what if you, but what if they, like they're saying, like, what if they're amazing in every single other way, but they're just like, it, it's, there's two different ways to though, though, to like interpret, or there's a different way. Like one of them is just like, there is chemistry and there is attraction, but they are like perform mm. very poorly in bed. Like they don't know how to like do the moves or please your body or they're awkward and clunky. And then the other way to interpret this is just like, there's no vibe. There's no chemistry. Like you can't force this fucking attraction if there's no attraction, but if there is attractive, then maybe you can train your sweetie into like being, or like have some good sex talks, I guess. Right. I think so. Uh, But you clearly do not have the fucking patience for that is what I'm picking up from you. I wouldn't want you to miss out on that feeling of when you really have chemistry with someone and it's just so easy. Like, I feel like everyone deserves to have sex like that at least once in their life. And it would be a shame if you missed out on that just because you're scared of not finding someone great. But I do think sex can definitely improve with someone who you do have a vibe with. What do you think? Uh, yes, I think sex, I think that, uh, so there's lots of like therapists, mental health content creator influencers out there who are, who do a lot of like, they talk shit about like the spark, like Mm. fuck the spark. Don't worry about the goddamn spark. The spark Mm. is fucking you up. The spark is actually something that you might even want to avoid, but, but the spark is like actually does add to the chemistry and does add to the attraction level and if it's really sparky then a lot of times there's um hot like sex that comes with it but there's even what do they say if um sparks mean what the fuck sparks (laughs) mean that there's like uh trouble connecting i don't remember there's some sort of like fun little oh interesting like like you're like you're short-circuiting or something yes that you're short-circuiting exactly interesting Um, yeah i could definitely see that so if there, but so if there like is absolutely no spark, whether it's like the red flag sparks or green flag sparks, or if there's no attraction or chemistry, fuck it. Like we don't need to force that. However, there are more people saying like, it's all about the slow burn. So mm-hmm. if there's not a lot of like sparky chemistry at first, then as you get to know them, more attraction can develop. Uh, so the, the question though is like, sure, that can happen. I've experienced that happening before, but you don't have to go on that journey. Like you <laughs> can go find somebody where you don't have <laughs> yeah. to do a slow burn. Right. Right. Um, 
I say, like, yeah, go ahead and also try to let them know, like, what they do well in bed. Give them all the positive reinforcement. Um, do just, like, some masturbate, like masturbation sessions together, like, uh, and, and, and show them, like, how you touch your body and uh, ask them what they want to. Like, so boost, like, the sexual, uh, like, communication. But if it's not there, then... <laughs> Cat Cohen, or you're you're telling us to like just ditch them and and never look back. I don't know. I just shouldn't be so hard. <laughs> it shouldn't be hard. Yeah. Should, well, I'm like sex. Sort of in my mind, like sex is kind of the easy part. The rest of the relationship can be difficult. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just my experience. I don't know. But guess I what? That... All I know is my own experience. <laughs> mind, mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> Jeff's like, read a book, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're here for your personal anecdotes. Sure, and why not? So this why not? Next question. How to recover from a broken heart after dating for a year? It's been eight months and I'm still in pain. Aww. Have you have how long has your longest grief been? Uh so long. I still have pangs of sadness of certain things that didn't work out, even if I know they're not right. Like that's yeah. kind of it, there's some romance to it, so it's brutal. I, I always say it's not – the question isn't surprising. Like, it makes sense you're still hurting. Like, that's a big loss. Yeah. If you had, like, a really long-term, meaningful, important relationship, uh, it's not uh, uncommon to still be hurting eight months later, still feeling in pain. Um, so there's that. Like, let's validate that that's an actual thing that can happen. Or- even like a fling that never gets to be the thing you want it to be, that can sometimes be more painful. Like a year is solid, but a year is also kind of like a jumping off point. I feel like maybe you're mourning like what could have been in a way that is so painful, I feel for you. Yeah, there's like the grief about the future possibilities that you thought you were going to have. Even if you weren't like consciously coming up with the fantasies of what life would look like together, it was in there. Like it was happening at some level. And so there's grief that you have to process there as well. Would you recommend they like jump back into the dating scene and try to, you know, like see what it's like? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean, that is the best medicine for me. Yeah, good. No, I recommend as well. Like, test it out. See where you're at. Um, You can let people know that you're not 100%. No no one dating is like, well, I'm 100% healed. Time to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's like, get back in there, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, next question. I keep having sex dreams about my ex and I'm trying to get over them. It's been two years. Help. Is there a good way to stop having sex dreams uh, about somebody? Do you know of any ways to stop having sexy? Do you have sexy dreams about people that you can't stand? Of course. (laughs) There's no limit to what the human brain can do. (laughs) There was, when I was in fourth grade and I was being educated by Loveline, Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla, I learned about wet dreams Mm -hmm. and this was very exciting because (laughs) I knew as a eight and nine year old that I wasn't about to have sex anytime soon, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I could have it in my dreams. Mm. And so 
I like to lower my bodies. Like there's this, this sex dreams where you actually like have an orgasm and you wake up and you're you're all wet because of the. And so like they're like, oh, this is amazing. We, let's, <laughs> how do we make this happen? Uh, and there were so many things, so many experiments that I ran. Like I'm thinking of my crushes. I'm having sex with my pillow. I'm like trying to masturbate and then fall right to sleep. Uh, I'm like not thinking about sex at all. Like I'm trying. There's like I like that was from like fourth grade until well this has never happened like i never have had a wet dream where i've like been able to like orgasm Uh in the dream and it's such a fucking fail for me i mean i do now have like sex irl sure Um, sure yeah yeah that's great so yeah (laughs) but to like have actual like sex to completion in my dreamland has never happened i feel like i'm really missing out on yeah, I feel like that's less co- – I feel like that's such a movie thing too. Like I know surely people have it, but I feel like it's less common that you're actually fully coming all over your bed. <laughs> was this something that was more like in the 90s? It's literally that, 90s that... humor. What Dreams is such a 90s humor <laughs> moment. I'll have dreams where I'm like I'm like approaching orgasm in my sleep, but it won't ever like finish. So it just makes me feel crazy and then I wake up and I'm dry as a bone. Huh. So both you and I have not Yeah, just had dry dreams. Full, yeah, we have dry dreams. People having dry dreams. <laughs> um, I, to answer your question, I, I don't think there's any way to control. Uh, anything I, I – I, in my personal opinion, controlling dreams is something that shouldn't be messed with. It's like a spiritual thing. It's like stay out of there. Stay out of there. It's like don't go into the house <laughs> in the horror movie. Like don't go into the house. Like that's how I feel about my dreams. I'm like just let them do their thing. Well, hold on. Like say more about what you think dreams might be trying to work out or do. Like if it's a spiritual thing, what do you think – how do you think it's connected to spirituality? Or is that oh, just God. like a hunch that you have? You, you, you can't verbalize it. It's more of a hunch. I'm sort of – I'm just so in awe of dreams. I'm like let them do their thing. Do you remember your dreams? Often, Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like recurring anxiety dreams? Um, just the classic, like always in school, always performing, like the like teeth yeah. falling out, like the cl- like all the hits. Yeah. yeah. Do you? Classics. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, I'm in school and I haven't done any of the homework and I'm totally not prepared. Right. And I'm going to be found out or um, the end of the world is happening and I have no idea what to do about it. But usually like if the end of the world is happening, I'm like, I want to be like front row. I want you to take me first. Mm -hmm, I don't want to like be here while the world is ending. No, I don't need to be like doing bunker life, bunker core. Oh my God. Do you, first of all, uh, do you have your patients or clients and which term do you prefer? And do you have them, do you have your clients write down their dreams? Oh no. So unfortunately, so the like one bad thing, uh, the one like uh, the one thing like the thing that I'm not good at as a therapist. There's only one, <laughs> and this like one thing is that uh, you know how like when a friend tells you about their dream and you're just like, yeah. shut the fuck up, I can't stand yeah. this. Yeah. I'm also like that with my clients. <laughs> so I. <laughs> So I tell them like, yeah, if you are looking for a therapist that's going to interpret your dreams, I am not that guy. Fair Uh, enough. And if you do want to tell me about your dreams because you feel like they're an important part of your psychological whatever, then I'm just going to ask you like, what, how, what do you think? What do you think that meant? Yeah. 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 I'm not going to interpret them for you. I don't know what the fuck they mean. Fair enough. 
I, I also imagine some psychological, spiritual thing that's being worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like you don't want to – you're not trying to, like, do lucid dreaming where you're in control of Oh, the that's dream. what I'm saying. You don't want to get in there. You, you don't, don't want, want to be a part of that. Because that's, that that's for the next life. That's for the, the next an- life. <laughs> the answer might be, like, work on your lucid dreaming so you can just avoid your stupid fucking ex. You can go, <laughs> you can go do sex with whoever you want. Yeah. As long as there's dream consent, I imagine. Of course. Of course. Uh, All right. A few more questions. Uh, How to kindly tell my partner I'm feeling intellectually understimulated by him. (laughs) That's brutal. That is brutal. Do you even say that? You don't say that. Do you end the relationship? If that's, Uh, I mean. Yeah. if If you can't find relationships outside of that that are nourishing you in the way you need to be hashtag nourished and you're still like looking and it makes you like look down on your partner then yeah you probably shouldn't be with them yeah yeah i agree yeah that's all you answered perfectly thank you to say about that um next question when do you disclose to a new partner about past infidelity do you my, disclose? My eyes past? are kind of rolling at this one. I'm like, why? If they ask, sure. But it's like, you don't have to be like, hey, here's every mistake I've ever made. It's like, no, that, you don't have to do that. Why? No. Yeah. I mean, don't lie, right? Sure. If you're asked. Sure. Yeah. But I, I don't think... I, I I imagine we all know that like we've made mistakes in past relationships, whether it's infidelity, some sort of lie, white lie... Um, an irreparable thing that you might have done. Uh, like this comes with, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Just an irreparable thing that someone irreparable did. Like, thing. oh, it's intense. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm scared. Um, like that comes with, like, if you have dating history, you're going to like be the bad guy every now and then. Probably. Hopefully it's not like a pattern where every single relationship you're doing the bad stuff, yeah. but you're going to do things that are painful or hurtful. I would urge you to forgive yourself. It sounds like you're kind of carrying this as like a thing. It's like you – that's an old relationship. You can start fresh with this person. Mm-hmm. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. <laughs> we're both – we both start crying. We're both, we're both sobbing right now. <laughs> Last question. Are you ready oh, for it? Yeah. Okay. When is it typical to say I love you? It's been over eight months. Nada. <gasps> Oh. I have wanted to for a while, though. What should Aww. I do? Interesting. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting that you want to say I love you, that you're in love with somebody. Right? Those are good. When was when? When do you think is the right time? What's your experience been? I think and, first of all, to this person, you you should say it. I think in my this it. is totally this could be totally arbitrary. I found that in my relationships, maybe around like four months. Is that what do you? Th- I have no idea though. That I, I haven't had that many like long term things. What do you think? Four to six months. Okay, interesting. But do you do you want to be the person that says I love you first, or do you want them to? No one wants to be the one that says it first. Do no? they? No, I want to be the one that says oh, it that's first. Oh, that's sweet. I feel like I want to receive it day one. <laughs> but I I I said it first in this relationship, and I said it first in my last one. I say it first a lot, I'm realizing. <laughs> Laughing. But you but you don't want to, yet you do. Why is that? Well, I, I, I'm not good at keeping things to myself. Like, uh, 
And also, you, I feel like often you can kind of feel when the other person – you can feel like if they're going to say it back, you know, so – the I really like you kind of bullshit. Yeah, when you're like, like you're like still I staring. Like, like, like you. instead of falling asleep, you're just like, I like this so much. <laughs> yeah, but four to six, that's good to know. Yeah, I think you at eight months, you should definitely say it. Eight months, get it out there, put it yeah. out there. Yeah, like it needs to be said. I feel like eventually, it's it gets fucking weird, right? If yeah. you don't say it for a while. Um, there's also I'm pretty the, loose. I'm loose with my I love yous. You're loose. The there's like a one of my there's like a sabotagey thing that I can do sometimes in relationships where I want to be the one to say I love you, but mm-hmm. I want to drag that out for a little bit. Like I love Ooh. to like play with the tension of the <laughs> like we love each other but we're not saying it. Like I want to pull that out a little bit and then and then and then go ahead and just fucking say it just like we've been mm. waiting for this for, but then what happens after that is just like, oh, now there's nothing left. Now there's no like fun thing. Now I've said it, and like, what are we even doing here anymore? It's like mm. there feels like now we've peaked. We've peaked the honeymoon, and it's only stupid fucking relationship bullshit from That's here so on out. Do you experience that, or is it just me creating <laughs> these self fulfilling prophecies? No, I feel like. I found myself being like, we should get in- like I want to get engaged. It's like, no, I don't. I just like want a new thing to be excited right. about. Yeah. I feel like, exactly. of course. No, that's like, obviously the best part of a relationship is like that time. Mm-hmm. But there's other good parts. <laughs> there good are. Parts. There, there's lots of good parts. Actually. Or there's like, yeah, like now I've been with my boyfriend now like four and a half years and I feel oh, like. Way too long. <laughs> so way too long yeah. there's like waves of like you'll get like waves of being like so in love and you're like oh my god i'm so lucky and there's months where you're just like i literally don't think about you right. <laughs> <laughs> said with love if he's listening said with love well that is actually a marker of a really secure relationship Aww. to like not have all the fucking butterflies all the time yeah, and yeah. to be like and know that you're still in a connected safe secure like strong relationship right there's totally i'm like i have to go to work like i can't always be pining right 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 exactly thank you so much for being here you're such a good guest obviously it was the best best day of my life and i'm so excited to hang out in portland irl yes i cannot fucking wait do you want to tell everybody where they can find you i would love that i'm at cat c cohen on instagram and oh, I have a different name on TikTok. <laughs> I'm at cat underscore going on TikTok. And I'm going on a U.S. tour this year. So come check me out in a city near you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Of course. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. I'm going to email you about that psychic. Sure.